0: I'm Melissa I'm Jim and I'm a chemist and I'm not and welcome to chemistry for your life
1: the podcast helps you understand the chemistry of your everyday life
0: okay Jim so we're gonna take a quick break from the coffee series
1: okay we're gonna
0: talk about something a little different
1: okay does it taste as good as coffee
0: it doesn't taste at all hopefully
1: mm. okay is it interesting I think so. Okay.
0: It's one of my favorite, most often thought about chemistry in everyday life situations, especially in the winter.
1: Okay. Nice.
0: So that's why I picked it. Okay. Also, I wanted to take a break because the chemistry of decaffeinating coffee is the next episode up and it's a little bit more complex and we had a very quick turnaround between recordings. Uh-huh. So I really wanted to invest the time to make that one good. Yes. This one I could prepare much more quickly. Okay. So we should be back with decaffeinating coffee in two
1: weeks. Okay, cool.
0: Also, even though we're recording this episode closer to the beginning of December, this episode should air on December 23rd. Nice. That's very close to the Christmas holiday for those who celebrate it. And a lot of businesses are closed and people will be going home even if they don't celebrate that. Uh So we really hope that you have safe travels and that this will keep you some company when you're traveling between places or doing whatever you're doing.
1: Yes, definitely. Definitely.
0: And if you want to send us pictures, with your family or of you listening to the podcast when you're walking around wherever, whatever you're doing, we'd love to see it.
1: Or if you're wearing your chemistry sweatshirt.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Around your family or friends or whatever on the holidays, we'd like to see that too. I know. busted
0: that sweatshirt out November 1st. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely send pictures. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about something cold related because hopefully it's cold for Christmas because the weather has been hot here and I'm annoyed by it. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk about something cold that that gets me in the holiday spirit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and that is why your tires sometimes go slightly flat in the winter.
1: Okay. Interesting. I've definitely experienced that.
0: Yeah. Where it just is a colder morning and your light pressure comes on. And then actually sometimes when it heats back up, it goes away.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So do you have a guess as to why that happens?
1: I do because I think, and we've talked about like, the different ways like, you know, molecules behave and stuff like that when yes. temperatures are high, temperatures are low.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously what's in our tires is a gas. Uh-huh. So it's not like that really changes whenever, you know, it's not so cold that it stops being a gas or whatever. Right. It's not like our, whatever's in our tires turns to liquid or something.
0: That would be crazy.
1: But my basic understanding would, it would seem to make sense based on what we've talked about in other episodes is that the molecule of the gas get closer together in mm-hmm. some way. And so the pressure, we've talked about like steam pressure and stuff like that when we talked about boiling water. Right. Seems like it would be go lower because the temperature is lower.
0: That's exactly right. (laughs) This is the first time that's ever happened. Whoa. Did you know that before this or did you use what we talked about when we talked about water freezing and... Um, the sea level rising and that stuff, did you take that and apply it to this situation?
1: I think it's two things. I think it's, I have the knowledge that we've talked about from this, from the podcast specifically mm-hmm. to explain it in chemistry terms. I also think as a kid, I've always known it's a rule that this happens when it's cold. So it's okay. like, it's or like, like your tires are going to go flat when it's cold. So it's not a, it's something I kind of intuitively felt like it makes sense. Yes. But I would probably not have had the language to describe why. Um, without the podcast?
0: Wow, well, I have... I We can quit now. I've succeeded. <laughs> this podcast is over officially. Just kidding. No, I have more stuff to add to it, but that is excellent. Okay, so the thing I imagined, the analogy that came to my mind was children. Mm. Children is... The most easy thing for me to think about molecules, I think, because there's like packs of them, that, yeah. you know, go around together. Yeah. And they behave similarly to molecules where they, once they get energy, they move around a lot more. Yeah. When they're tired, they bring it back in. Yeah. 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 So I thought of if it was a group of kids with their families camping mm-hmm. and during the day when it's nice out and they're getting energy from heat and light. Yeah. And the food that they've eaten They have a lot of energy and they're all over the place Uh and they're really putting pressure on the parents to keep an eye on them. They're going out into the woods. They're going to look at the creek. They're doing whatever. They're all over this campsite. Yeah. But as it gets colder and they get sleepy and their energy levels go down, they bring it back in.
1: Oh yeah. And the
0: pressure lifts off the parents a little bit. Yes. And so there, there's less pressure as a result of their actions. Uh huh. And that is exactly what happens with molecules like you described. As we put energy into molecules, the reason things go from solid to a liquid to a gas as they heat up uh-huh. is that they have more energy and movement. As uh-huh. you put more energy in, that energy results in more movement. Right. In solids, the molecules will slightly start to vibrate or do you know slight movements. And then as it breaks apart from one another, then it turns into a liquid where the molecules are moving around even more. Uh-huh. And then if you... Put even more energy in they will separate out into the gas phase yeah yeah but if it starts to cool back down the gas begins to come um, closer together and they molecules have lower energy they have less movement sometimes we even get condensation mm, mm. so for the tires the air that is in your tires there's no water so it, it should stay in air as it gets colder it won't turn to liquid or freeze yeah you'd have to work really hard to do that Mm -hmm. but it will do exactly what you said the molecules will come back together and there'll be less pressure on the tire pressure gauge and the pressure on the tire itself
1: yeah yeah
0: and the thing that we have to describe that in chemistry is this formula that is pressure times volume equals temperature okay and you may have heard that described as piVNert or <laughs> uh, something like that. And that's because there's N is the number of molecules. So if you're holding the number of molecules the same, uh-huh. the pressure and volume increasing is correlating to the temperature increasing. And then there's also R, which is a gas constant that is too confusing for you to worry about right now. Okay. But if pressure and volume go up, temperature also goes up. If temperature goes down, so does pressure and volume.
1: Got it. Got okay.
0: it. So that is what's known as the ideal gas law. If you had a perfect gas that was going to act exactly the way that we hope it would, you can apply this perfectly. Yeah. In reality, gases aren't ideal. And so there's probably some other things that happen, but this pressure times volume is roughly equal to temperature is still true. Yeah. And you can see the tires deflate as the temperature goes down because of that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to do this at home and it's not super cold and you want to do it in a way that you can see, if you blow up a balloon or because those are terrible for the environment, some other closed container that has flexible walls, like, Uh I don't know, a stasher bag might do this. Or if you have plastic bags that you can then reuse again and not only use once. Yeah. Yeah. An airtight container with somewhat flexible walls, you can fill it up with, your breath or something else uh-huh. and stick it into the freezer and it should come out shrunken compared uh, to what it was when you put yeah,
1: it in. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So you nailed it.
1: Wow. That's cool. Also, it's it's weird how some of this stuff starts to kind of make sense without knowing those equations or whatever. Yeah. The number of things we've talked about that are just true of chemistry and how molecules behave in different situations and then how it's like, oh, this seems like this would be what happens. Right. Because we've known other ways they behave in other situations. Yeah. But that's kind of crazy. And also it is frustrating too.
0: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah.
1: every winter it's like, man, I got to go. Are these tires up? Especially yeah. when you're in a hurry, which you and I both are a lot.
0: A lot. yeah. And it's like you get
1: in your car and then the light's on and you're like, dang it.
0: Oftentimes I will ignore it in hopes that the temperature will heat back up and it will even itself back out. Yeah. Probably not the best policy, but yeah. it is something I sometimes do.
1: And- People say, in the meantime, you're getting less good gas mileage. Yes. So.
0: And I've heard it kind of wears not not as well on your tires.
1: Yeah, that makes sense too.
0: The other thing I wanted to say is this is kind of interesting to put right here in the middle of the coffee series because it is the opposite of what happens to coffee when it's roasted. Oh, So we roast the coffee and the water molecules are heating up and so they're putting more pressure and they're expanding until eventually the coffee bean can't hold it anymore and it cracks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Your
0: tires are experiencing the opposite thing where it brings it down and there's less pressure and then Mm -hmm. they go a little flat. And I have also heard you're more likely to bust a tire in the summer Mm. because as extreme temperatures heat up the gas in your tires, there's more pressure on them. And then being on the road, Mm. you're just more likely to have a a like burst tire in the summertime.
1: We had one time- Sort of the opposite problem happened, but I think it makes sense too. But we went, we drove from Texas, which sometimes in the winter, like we're in December right now and we have some pretty, you know, moderate weather.
0: It was 80 degrees Fahrenheit this week.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) So we drove up to Indiana and when we arrived, it was, there was already lots of snow and it was continuing to snow. Yes. And so our car had (laughs) air that was at a pressure that was Texas. Yes. Temperatures. And then we went up all the way up to Indiana and our, I th- I can't remember if our actual gauge had come on yet or if it was not working correctly with that car we had at the time. But uh, one of our tires ended up um, like we got a blowout basically. And mm. I think it was related because I couldn't find like a clear like, uh, right. you know, nail or something like that. I think it was already wearing anyway, but yeah. then it being flatter. And then I took the spare, the donut, out of the back. And it was very flat.
0: No. <laughs> because the air in
1: it, of course, had the same problem. Yes. And we were able to get put some air in it and stuff like that. But it was like Rough. a crash course in yes. <laughs> drastic differences of the temperature outside. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure <laughs> the drastic difference, even just on the tire going that quickly from one to another, probably was difficult to. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I will say that's just something I've heard. About Mm -hmm. the blowouts. That's not something that I know. Yeah. That's just something sort of chemistry off the cuff for you. (laughs) So that's it. That's your little chemistry lesson that you can take with you. A little snippet you can take with you into the winter months.
1: So normally at this point I would explain back to you what I learned. But you
0: started by knowing. But
1: I started by knowing. So do I get a pass? Like do I?
0: Yes. You get a pass. You don't have to take the final exam because you succeeded in the. Earlier nice. portion.
1: Very cool. That's crazy. Like what a first. I mean, there's a few times I've had a hypothesis going into. Right. an episode and I've shared like, is it maybe this? And it's not been, sometimes it's been partly right. Right. Or on the right track or whatever. But this is the first time it's been pretty much. 100%. Yeah.
0: Yes. I'm so proud. I feel, I feel, I cannot <laughs> describe the feeling of pride I have. <laughs> like, wow, we did it. Jam used the. Things that we learned and talk about (laughs) chemistry in everyday life for the past two and a half years, once a week. Yeah. And correctly made a hypothesis about the way molecules behave and the result of that in everyday life. And it just, it makes my little chemist heart so happy. (laughs) I'm so proud.
1: Well, speaking of, you don't have to share this because, you know, we already did. But speaking of happy things, what in your week this past week um, made you happy?
0: Well, that was an amazing segue jam. Good job. I have a, oh, this is a really good one. Oh yeah. And I think it might help the listeners also who feel similarly to me. Okay. You know a little bit about this Mm jam, but my husband and I typically have had a big chore day on the weekend where we do our laundry and all of that. Uh And I was noticing that I was leaving the weekend Going into Monday, feeling like I didn't get to rest at all. Mm. It felt almost like I was just working. Yeah. And if we just had other events and we didn't do chores, then I was stressed because I wouldn't have clean laundry or whatever. Mm. So I found this person on TikTok. I think her name is Rosie. She's very popular on quote unquote clean talk. Mm. TikTok's about how people clean. Yeah. And she has a system she uses called the fly lady method. And the system is you simply do one load of laundry every day and you clean the hard surfaces to clean. Like your bathroom counter is what I picked and your kitchen sink every day. Uh-huh. And by doing that, your house stays at a higher level of cleanliness throughout the week mm-hmm. and you don't have to. For me, the big draw was I don't have to spend a whole day doing laundry on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, I've spent 15 minutes doing laundry during the week. Yeah. And the laundry is done when you get to the weekend. And so it doesn't matter if this weekend we spent the whole weekend with other people and I have clean clothes.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It was very exciting. Yeah. So we've implemented that in our home where it's, you know, a little bit different. She's a stay-at-home mom. I'm obviously a working non mom, so yeah. <laughs> our schedules are very different, but.
1: Right. She has more laundry to, to have to wrangle yes. a little bit. Which, yes. Yeah. Probably I can so. to a little bit, but.
0: And I think the way they divide the labor in their household, her husband's less involved because he's working and she's home. So that uh, it's a little different. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. We adapted it to our system. We've been doing a little laundry every day and then just sitting and talking while we fold it, which is kind of nice. Yeah. And then, um, At the end of the day, we always make sure our sink is cleaned and we always make sure that the bathroom counter is wiped down Uh and then our house stays clean. And then we just spend one hour cleaning on the weekend or at the very beginning of the week to do those, those peskier tasks, like cleaning the toilet, wiping down the shower, those kinds of things, vacuuming, mopping. We do that and it only takes 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And it has worked out really well for us.
1: Nice. That's awesome just
0: want to encourage people if they are feeling like they're spending their whole weekend cleaning and they don't know how else to fit it in there are other ways and you can email us if you want to hear more because i love sharing about things that work well for me
1: yeah yeah there's definitely a way there's a way there's a way to not hate your weekends
0: i know (laughs) it's crazy what a difference it's made for my whole work week i start mondays not feeling tired. <laughs> yeah. That is huge. So, and and it's given me more freedom to just randomly see friends because there's not so much chores that we have to do on the weekend.
1: Yeah. That's great.
0: So it's been very good. I strongly encourage it. And there's even more to the system that we haven't gotten into. Like you can do zones of deep cleaning, but we're just working the main system yeah. for now. And it's made a world of difference.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Very cool.
0: What about you, Jim? Have you had a happy thing this week or thing that you want to share with the listeners?
1: Yes, I do. I've thought of one just in time. So <laughs> I, the day, uh, my Thanksgiving time week, whatever, a few weeks ago was mostly busy, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But um, I had one day basically between that break ending and work starting back where I had some time just to myself. Wow. And what I, it also happened to perfectly line up with the release of the Beatles get back documentary series.
0: And you love a good documentary.
1: I love a good documentary. saw
0: you studied in school.
1: I studied in school and I love the Beatles and we don't talk about music a ton on here, but gosh, I love me some Beatles. So I watched that basically over the course of a day and a half, watched the entire series. <laughs> Now, I had to take a lot of breaks cuz it's long. I mean like the each episode is pretty long, but mm-hmm. I would like watch half of one and then go do some stuff or whatever. But oh my gosh, if you uh are a Beatles fan a little bit, you there's so many little gems and little cool things in this documentary series. It's about what's technically their final album mm-hmm. that that came out and they had a documentary crew following them. And they released a uh, film back in the day, back in 1969. Yeah, just called Let It Be, and it was a it was not a bad movie, but it it was very truncated, very compact,
0: right? Because it was just a movie,
1: just one, yeah, short little. But there was about sixty hours of footage and about 150 wow. hours of audio, and so Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame. Uh, has spent like four love years it's been
0: oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like four years digging through all the stuff syncing it all together and created this this basically three part basically a trilogy you know the man loves trilogies <laughs> and it is very interesting
0: Wow and, that's so yeah. cool
1: So I watched that if you're someone who likes the Beatles and you have already watched it, please email us I'd love to you know go back and forth and nerd out about it with you. Um, and if you haven't and that kind of thing interests you, definitely check it out. It's on Disney plus. Um, I wish I could just share my login with everybody so that you don't have to pay for anything if you don't already have it, (laughs) but definitely check it out. I think you will like it. And there's just something about the world of music and the world of me already liking documentaries. Yeah. Coming together in that.
0: Ooh, that's satisfying.
1: That one, that's this series was like such a nice treat.
0: Wow. That's a fun one. Yeah. That's a little, it's a little different than your usual ones. I loved that. That yeah. was really fun.
1: There, I could talk, I could talk all day about that. So that's why I was like, I got to wrap this up. Got to tell you guys just to email me
0: <laughs> so
1: we can, <laughs> we can learn about it more. That's but. fun.
0: That's really fun, Jam. Thanks yep. for sharing that. And thanks also for using your chemistry knowledge, Jam, hmm. to predict how molecules will behave. That is my dream as a chemistry <laughs> education person. Oh, what a delight. So thanks for that. Anytime. And thanks to all you listeners as well. We literally could not do this without, the, without you. This is such a fun thing that we get to do week in and week out. And we really hope that you all have a great holiday, a safe holiday with your family. And we'll see you all back here December 30th.
1: And thank you for teaching us and for teaching us many, many chemistry lessons that have culminated in the ability to Guess correctly about one of these, um, and if you out there listener have a question or an idea or a thought about something chemistry related in your everyday life, like this one, which is very everyday, like, man, why are my tires flat? Why is my pressure light on, or whatever? Then please reach out to us on Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Chem for Your Life. That's Chem F O R Your Life to share your thoughts and ideas. If you'd like to help us keep our show going and contribute to cover the cost of making it. Go to ko-fi.com slash chem and donate the cost of a cup of coffee. If you're not able to donate, you can still help us by subscribing on your favorite podcast app and rating and writing a review on Apple Podcasts. That also helps us to share chemistry with even more people.
0: This episode of Chemistry for Your Life was created by Melissa Collini and Jam Robinson. References for this episode can be found in our show notes or on our website. Jam Robinson is our producer and we'd like to give a special thanks to... A Q song and in Newell who reviewed this episode.